1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Mark Potash of the Chicago Sun-Times covers the Bears for a living. What's going on, Potsy? How are you, man?
3: Doing great. Doing great, Mark. How's it going?
2: I am doing well, and so are Bears fans. You should be flying yeah. high. Uh, everybody should oh, be pretty excited. I mean, is this like the 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 Ryan Pace
3: redemption
2: tour that's going on right now?
3: Uh, At this point, that's a good way of putting it, because uh, the one thing he did, you know, of course, every draft, you always have to wait to see what happens. But this uh, this is one, when you compare it to 2017, where even if this doesn't work, at least you, you say, well, we were all wrong. You know, whereas yeah. Trubisky and Adam Shaheen, there was so much more. It was so everyone was so dubious of, those, of both those picks, especially uh, Trubisky, that there it was more like, what were you thinking? So, uh, yeah, so uh, this has totally turned around. Um, uh, you know, just what the way people think about what Ryan Pace has done, uh, because it was such it was a, it was a bold move. It was the right move, whereas I think the last time in 2017, it would look like it was the wrong move. And, and it was.
2: Where are you on the the question that's going to be asked every day for a long time until it's totally and completely answered and there is something definitive about it, but where are you with when should Justin Fields start for the Chicago Bears?
3: I just want to see the Bears give themselves a chance to see what they have in Justin Fields. I don't think I think they would be doing themselves a disservice to Make him the number three quarterback. Give him no first team reps. Give themselves no indication. In in effect, in effect shut him out like they did Trubisky behind uh, uh, in 20, in 2017 behind Mike Glennon. So I think they have something here that they really have to see what they have. As long as they do that, I, you know, I will buy um, Andy Dalton as the number one guy. As long as they're leaving themselves an option to find out, because. Um it's you know, it's it's a it's a strategy that works to have him sit behind a a veteran, but when it has worked, the veteran has been a much better quarterback than where Andy Dalton is in his career right now and a much better offense than when the Bears are right now. Talking about Alex Smith, uh you know, Patrick Mahomes behind Alex Smith, Aaron Rodgers behind Brett Favre, Phillip Rivers behind Drew Brees. Those are all like good quarterbacks who are well established. Dalton is not so uh, so the question is will the Bears be good enough to kind of stave off that, you know, Justin Fields frenzy as the those other those other teams I referred to were able to do. And I don't know if they'll be able to do that. So the key to me is will they will they give Fields a chance to to show them what they got like the Seahawks did with Russell Wilson after yep. they had signed Matt Flynn as a free agent to be their starter in what 2012 I guess it was. And and that was a good move by Pete Carroll, he you know, he gave himself a chance to see what this third-round pick could do, and it turned into gold. So, to me, that's the best thing. I, to me, I understand them being patient. I can't fault them for wanting to do that. But I also think they have to give themselves a chance to see exactly what they got, because this kid is supposed to be that good.
2: Did you get the feeling when Matt Nagy was telling us about his – his two conversations with Andy Dalton. He said he spoke with Andy Dalton before the draft to say, Hey, we don't know what's going to happen. Anything can happen. And then they move up and draft Justin Fields. And then he said he picked up the phone again and called Dalton and said, Hey, it happened. We drafted a quarterback. It sounded like he was kind of saying, be ready for, for anything and that couldn't, I don't, it, it's not going to be the first game that much. I know, but it sounded like he was preparing Dalton. Hey man, you could be on the bench
3: before you know it. And that's the right way to play it. Um, from a management standpoint. And it's, uh, and I think Andy Dalton knows the score. Uh, I think he knows what's going on and, uh, I think he's well aware. And, uh, And, you know, I'm pretty sure he'll be on board. He understands the realities of the game. And uh, I don't think he'll feel like they pulled the the, the rug out from under him, Um, like kind of which was the situation with Glennon a little bit. Um, But Dalton's much more established. But, yeah, no, I think he played it right, I guess is what I'm saying. And so uh, I don't think that will be an issue um, uh, with uh, with Andy Dalton, uh, you know, coming up as we get to training camp. It's the voice of Mark Potash of the Chicago
2: Sun Times. I'm Mark Rohde here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. And Patsy, you did your damnedest or tried your hardest to get an answer out of Bears GM Ryan Pace on where the second round offensive tackle, Tevin Jenkins, will play. What did you infer from the, the back and forth you had with Ryan Pace in terms of whether Jenkins will play the right side? Or would he go to the left side where Charles Leno has been roaming for years?
3: Well it tells me they have a big decision to make on Charles Leno, whether they can afford to keep him, uh, because they need to make cap room uh to just to sign their rookies, I mean, I think. And and so um so yeah, they have a decision to make there. Otherwise he would have said, Hey, you know, Charles Leno's our starting left tackle and, right. and uh eventually and eventually um, Yeah, eventually Tevin Jenkins can move over there, but no, the possibility exists, as he said, if if Jenkins starts as a rookie, which he should, it could be at the left side or the right side. So obviously, I well not obviously, but I, you know, I think it's pretty clear the Bears are best with Charles Leno at, at, at left tackle and Tevin Jenkins starting at right uh, this year, uh, based on uh, you know the scouting reports and and just what you think should happen. But um, if they move him to the, <clears throat> to the left side, then who knows what's going to happen at right? You're going to have, um, you know, you're not going to have a guy who started that often uh, on the right side. So anyway, it's just yeah, it's it, uh, Charles Lindo's um, his uh, uh, his status right now is up in the air. That's what it tells me.
2: Beyond those two guys, beyond Justin Fields and and Tevin Jenkins, I'm going to let you make the choice here. What was the next most interesting thing? That Ryan Pace did in the draft.
3: Uh boy, I tell you, those first two picks really dominated things. The one that intrigued me probably the most is is the wide receiver uh, for North Carolina, Daz Newsom, because yep. I think he fit he fit the uh, well two things. He he fit the toughness thing you're looking for. You you like a shorter guy who's tough and plays in the, and is willing to get get hit across in the middle of the field, isn't afraid, and just those guys are generally pretty good um and but the point being with Justin Fields now looking to the future you've got a quarterback who can, and who can make an offense work where guys like Daz Newsom come in and become playmakers and you re, you really didn't have that before and um so if this offense you know can make something uh, you know, uh can, can make something out of a player like him that opens up all sorts of possibilities so i just see if if the offense uh, advances or, or 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 matures like uh like it should or like they expect it to um, uh, under Justin Fields. I think a guy like Daz Newsome just looks to me like a guy who could really, um, you know, like you see in all these offenses at New England and, and, and Green Bay and whatever and New Orleans, you see these guys come out of nowhere and just overproduce and, but you generally need a really good offense and a really great quarterback to do it. And I think he's a good candidate to do that. He just, I, I haven't studied a whole lot. I won't see a little bit of film on him. But just the, the whole, just reading scouting reports, just looking at him and talking to him, he sounds like a guy who could be a big hit if the offense clicks. Yeah, no
2: doubt. And, you know, also considering the success that the Bears had in the fifth round, Daz Newsome, a sixth rounder, but they did well with Darnell Mooney yeah. last year. And there's right. a lot of guys, Potsy, on this on this roster, on this depth chart that might not be around. I mean, I'm really fascinated to see who who's going to be back like Anthony Miller, Riley Ridley, Javon Wims. What do you think you might know about the, the receivers that will be there or
3: won't be there next year for the Bears? I think everybody's on notice, but you also don't know who, if the offense gets better, like let's say uh, Tevin Jenkins solidifies that offensive line and they actually become pretty good, and then all of a sudden your running game is good and your quarterback is better. And all of a sudden you get uh, the guys who some of these guys like Riley Ridley, who have, you haven't really given much consideration, maybe they grow in yeah. this offense, you know. So they could be displaced, sure, but they could also mature in a better offense, too. And, um, and that's you know I think that's that's what's probably exciting to the Bears is that they feel like they've got guys like well, look at look at Cohn I mean I've always said Tariq Cohn in the Bears offense he's like well oh, he's just an extra piece I mean he's like a deck chair on the Titanic because the Bears offense can't do anything with him if he's in the Saints offense that's as we saw in like 2017. Um, before Nagy got here, he's actually a really good weapon. I mean, he's making big plays, catching 70-yard touchdown passes and returning kicks and stuff like that. So I'm just saying a good offense makes – the Bears have a few guys, I think, who are – just okay in a bad offense, but in a good offense could really be playmakers. And I think that's probably where there's room for growth. So I don't know who's going to make it and who's not. All I'm saying is I think you got to consider the guys on their roster who maybe haven't done as much. Uh, the potential for them to do something I think is there if the offense grows. But we really don't know if that's going to happen.
2: Yeah, and, you know, they, they have made it a point to talking about that offense to, this was offensive line year when people thought that that would be it last year. I remember how disappointed everybody was when the Bears waited until all the way until the seventh round to grab those two guys, Arlington Hambright and Latavius Pig Simmons, and you know, a, and everybody thought they're going to take a quarterback. This year is the the make good year in in that regard. And Nagy, Nagy, our Pace even
3: said something to the effect of, "Yeah, we had to." Get, right. Even though, even shame though, shame on us. If we don't yeah. take a lineman this year, shame on us. They had not taken a lineman that early. I think uh, that Fabulier in the was sixth round or seventh. Or oh like, man. You know, Io. Right, yes. Uh, he was like the, he was the earliest that Pace had ever drafted a lineman, so that, I thought that that, that was uh, Pace was right on there. It showed uh, that he, he gets the situation. Was saying you know if we don't get a lineman in this draft, the early shame on us. And and they addressed it and they 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 addressed that uh, and got a guy who I think a lot of people I know I did I had him pegged for Jenkins pegged for for the Bears at twenty. And they got him at 39. That's that's a, that's a that's kind of a bonus. There weren't that, that many. It was, it's not like there were a bunch of teams that took that chose other players. You know, the uh, I think I think the Vikings took uh, Christian Derisaw over uh, over Jenkins, but he was I think rated ahead of him anyway. So it wasn't like Jenkins just dropped. It just it's just that's just the way the board fell because of the way because of what teams because of what teams needed. So the Bears got legitimately got a first round tackle I think in the second round.
2: Do you think it stays the same on the inside, though, for the Bears with Mustafer at center? Hopefully James Daniels is back healthy and Cody Whitehair is a guard. Or did they bring this Larry Borum in to potentially compete for a starting guard spot? I don't know
3: what they're going to do. I, frankly, I don't know if they know what they're going to do at this point because I, I don't know if they know exactly what they have at center uh, with Mustafer. I mean, right. he was good enough, but still, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a large enough sample against good enough teams to really know exactly what you have. So they have some decisions to make there, um, but they know they've got uh in White here and Daniels, they got two solid guys, you know maybe the two best guys on their line uh uh coming in so um that's a pretty good starting point, and I think they have enough versatility now that they can that they figure they're gonna they're gonna be better than they were last year. But I think a lot of that's also predicated on Leno still being there. That I think that's kind of a big decision for this particular year coming up. After that, it's going to be a totally different deal.
2: And the, the defense, you know, in terms of the draft, kind of on their own for this year. It seems like they're going to be depending on guys to have bounce back years for the Bears, unless you think that Thomas Graham Jr., the cornerback out of Oregon in the 6th round and then Kyrus Tonga the the big defensive tackle nose tackle from a BYU is going to make an impact there there wasn't much defense to be added and Pace made a point of saying that he was happy with what they did in
3: the in the offseason do you agree with that yeah. I mean, they didn't, there wasn't much they could do. I mean, you know, they, they essentially signed or drafted Eddie Goldman. So, uh, you know, so, so that's good. That's an upgrade over what yeah. they had last year. And that's what, that's an upgrade that has an impact on their run defense, um, and, you know, and, and their pass rush, which, you know, in theory, uh, you know, um, you know, makes, uh, makes Jalen Johnson a, a better, a, a better quarterback. So, uh, and he's going to grow this year, theoretically, based on what he did. So I think I think they're expecting growth from within, and Eddie Goldman coming back um, with Hicks still on the roster um, to, for them to have, uh, like you said, a, a bounce back year. So that, <clears throat> it's about time they left the defense on their own and, and kind of went to offense. I think I think I think cutting Fuller and and, and keeping Graham, I think it was a sign. Um, that they were really insistent on making sure they improved. That they fixated on improving the offense, and I think that was a huge move because, like I said before, when their offense was at, an, at its absolute best, a monster offense two years ago, they still only got to the first round of the playoffs. So this, uh, I mean, their defense when their when their defense was like as good, you know, as good as there was in the NFL, they still They still only. They still lost in the first round of playoffs. They need their they need their offense to be better, and I thought that was that that was the right move. And just you know, hope for improvement, which you should get uh, on defense. Where where are you with Matt Nagy, the the
2: head coach? Do you think that this this is like where it starts for him because it's kind like his his initials seem to be all over this draft. Whereas in the past, and especially coming in in 2018, that was not his team.
3: I think this whole season is on Matt Nagy. I think this is his moment. This is his chance. Mm -hmm. I think there's more on Matt Nagy than there is on Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace has kind of done his job at this point uh, based on – this year's draft, and now it's uh, Matt Nagy. He's he's the most unproven factor in the bear uh, the Bears have right now, as far as I'm concerned. And not that he can't do it, but that he just right now we don't know that he's the guy who, when you put a, give, give him an offensive weapon, he can maximize him. You know, it's not like it's not like sending a guy uh, drafting a quarterback into Sean McVay's offense or Kyle Shanahan. Those guys have proven that they you know that they that they that they can build an offense, and uh, and he hasn't. Not that he can't, but right now we're still waiting to see that, and that's the big question mark is whether he can do something with you know the he talked about it now now it's our job to develop him with uh, Justin Fields that's he's absolutely right and so uh, my point is we it's an unknown with Matt Nagy he was drafted here to develop this offense and to kind of be uh, uh, uh the Bears Andy Reid and, and frankly we haven't seen that yet. So now he's got the quarterback like you said, you know, this is kind of his baby. This is uh th- this is the one he started with. He didn't inherit this guy like he did Trubisky. Um and so now he gets to start fresh and 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 this is his chance. But what I'm saying is is there's no evidence right now. There's little evidence right now that he's expert at that. And but this is his chance to prove it. Hot seat,
2: great info as always. Did you watch that ridiculous 13 to 12 Cubs loss to the Reds today in 10 innings?
3: No, I did not. But I'll make sure to catch the replay.
2: (laughs) It's on like over and over. Maybe maybe not.
3: I like uh, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. All the home runs and strikeouts kind of turn me off. But Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Well,
2: and I'm like like what Hub was saying to me earlier after this weekend. I don't want to watch sports tonight. Hub's watching American Idol. I might put in a movie or do something netflix Netflixy. What's going on in the in the the potash household tonight? What's going to be ha- early bedtime entertainment? Sports? I don't know
3: what's going on. Uh, well, my daughter's birthday is today, so we're going to be celebrating that. So that's oh. you know, that's a good post draft uh, event at our house.
2: Oh well, happy. Do you want to give her name and her age and happy birthday Shout yeah, out to Yeah,
3: my my daughter's name is Hannah and she's 31.
2: Oh man, that's such a great! <laughs> I love the name Hannah. Thir- She's not eight years old.
3: <laughs> it's not a birthday party anymore.
2: <laughs> this is the one that the ones that you gotta pay. You gotta you know pick up the bill, take her out for a nice dinner. So I hope that you and Hannah have a wonderful night and happy birthday to her. Oh, thanks, Mark. I appreciate that. All right, buddy. That is uh, Mark Podash.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news.